0: Guess who's back? Back again. Trax is back. Tell a friend. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. (laughs) And you are listening to the world's favourite podcast. You're right mate. Hello there, Tim. How's it going? Things are going really good, thanks. How are you? I am bloody brilliant. I'm so happy to be back here. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's been a long old two weeks since the Great Escape finished and we recorded our last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Feels how- right. Yeah? It feels <laughs> right to be here. Just feels so right. Yeah. Um, did you have a good break and how much did you need that break? I had a decent break, yeah and i very much needed it i think every literally like a few days before great escape we always say we know how tough this is but we know how much we love it yeah and every time we finish we we know how much of a struggle it's been and it and it and it was in ways it's it's a difficult old time but it is just as fun really yeah and it it, it takes you a week to kind of get over that tiredness and then remember the good times yeah it was a real slog and I certainly fully crashed on the afternoon of the Sunday and it took me a few days to bounce back. But now that I look back on it I think, God, oh, that was so much fun and even even now I'm kinda of thinking, Oh, I wanna do that again. Yeah, can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Now easy. should we do it next weekend? Yeah, let's make up a festival. Or we could just go to one that already exists. All right, well, I don't know where this <laughs> one. Unless you want to make up your own, that is an option that is open to you. I do. Um, but what have you been doing for two weeks? I haven't literally seen your face, and that's a pretty rare occurrence that we go two weeks without seeing each other. It is rare, and it's not nice, Tim. Did um, you struggle to not see mine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, Tim. It, it's it's it becomes like, it's like what, it's like not having a weekend in a week. It's like. A constant that suddenly isn't there. So yeah. it's like something's not right. And yeah. my levels were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've you've been a bit off kilter. I've been very off kilter. Um, it's been good though. Just been chilling. Just been kind of getting myself back to uh, square one to so start overall again. Really. Um, starting your overalls. Starting. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Um, yeah, I haven't really done much, but I've been. I haven't been, like, uh, I've been listening to a lot of music. Yeah. Like, Great Escape always gets you in the mood and you start listening to more stuff. I haven't gone and seen much. I haven't re- I've spent yeah. most of the time kind of sedentary, just kind of still. Yeah. But, I don't uh, really listening... know what sedentary means, but... No, I also didn't use, to say, the <laughs> N in sedentary. <laughs> but I know one thing you have done, which I would like to bring up, because I think uh, A-grade music slash other interest related content. You bought yourself a new pair of shoes yesterday. I did buy myself a new pair of shoes, yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Would you care to share with the listeners what you have purchased? Yeah, I will. Uh, so, within the last, like, I'd say year, uh, Tyler Cray has been bringing out, like, uh, his new kind of Converse one star. Yeah, I think they they kind of, of started on Nuts and Bolts, didn't they? His Vice series. Yeah. There's one of the episodes where he goes to Converse and make sort to of designs his, made, yeah. his new trainers. Yeah, because I know the whole deal with vans and kind of him moving to Converse and all that stuff, and they seem to be very uh, open to whatever ideas he has. Yeah, uh, which is obviously what just what he needs. Now I've missed out on the last like three or four releases. We've covered them for quite a long time. Yeah, kind we of have from a distance. We've got our favourites and the ones that we wish we got, but then have looked up after and they're this much money and they're impossible to find. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get some. Yeah. And I only really liked one of the pairs. Well, you, you said to me, I did you send me a picture of some? And you said they were sold out everywhere or something like that. And I said, yeah. Goodhood have got them. You said, well, I, I really like these ones. And I was like, yeah, I know. I tried to buy them, but they have not happened. And then you were like, this place has got them. So I, within two minutes, two and a half minutes, I got proof. Like you said, they've yeah. got them. And then I sent you the text three minutes later saying that I bought them and I don't even know this shop are they reputable <laughs> yeah. after you'd sent them £100 yeah I know um, uh. yeah it was it's funny there's not many ways that you can impulse buy something that you've been looking at for a year but you somehow managed to do it well that damn him for bringing them out a few days after payday yeah because if that was like in, in 15 days 15-20 days I wouldn't have done that yeah no way but I also wouldn't have had the chance. <laughs> so it was you know it was a matter of because uh, I don't know if you know this or remember this, Tim, but wore some red bands at Great Great Escape. You did, they're in my bag over there. Okay, <laughs> well you do remember them then. Um I just felt so conscious the whole day. But you used I, to I, wear I used, them Yeah, I used to wear them all the time, never thought anything, but I think this year's <laughs> been a bit of a delicate one. <laughs> and um, I'm, I've i started to be a little more conscious about things. I know, you dress like me today. Yeah, I know, I'm just in full black. Um I mean I have become more like that over the last year or so, I think yeah. ever since I got the job, I stopped kind of being a bit more pastel coloured and yeah. moved into black. Um, You've gone from Mac Demarco to Francis and the Lights, absolutely. Yeah, because I used to kind of copy Mac Demarco. Yeah. I used to have the shirts and everything, um, but so these new ones are very colourful. Yeah, well, tell us, tell well, us exactly, describe them from think, top to bottom. I can't remember what they're called. It's like um, marshmallow and something, so they're like baby pink. And baby blue Yeah Kind of a pastel colour I think they're called two-tone This this uh, These yeah. other ones are like a monotone thing And they're just a little bit out there Well not out there But they're, they're just quite loud They've got like A sort of flower design on the side Which looks a bit like a shooting star Yep Just to kind of cover the One The star White soles With black flowers underneath On the sole Yeah On uh, the base They're nice I mean, I think they're absolutely beautiful. I'm really into them, but they're a bit leery. Exactly. And it's just going to take me a while to kind of configure my outfits. And I'm not usually like that. Um, oh, yeah. Because we're not I'd like to be. There's some people who can just throw things on and it looks good. My girlfriend is one of those. Like She she just wears anything in any combination. And sometimes I'll be like, is that going to work? Because I'm like, I'm someone who thinks things to the nth degree. Yeah, exactly. But she, because she wears it with such confidence, she always looks cool. Like us we will buy something and you're like I think I'm going to have to wear white socks (laughs) already (laughs) Already before they've even even turned up you're like oh no I know which t-shirts I can't wear with it I know which jackets and coats I can't wear with them and it's maybe that's a good thing yeah but But if you wore it with enough confidence you could wear them with absolutely anything of course but I'm not going to be able to wear that look at me got one over here (laughs) it's all about confidence wear them with enough confidence (laughs) you can be anything you want put on a little waist belt it'll (laughs) all look good Oh, that's fine to do, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. It's a lot of money to spend on the trainers, but like I showed you earlier, I really need some. Yeah. And if anything I'll do what I did with Blonde. Get <laughs> get something that you know will appreciate and value. Yeah. And then possibly sell it. And put time. it in a frame on your wall. And Put it in a frame on your wall and don't sell it. <laughs> I just can't bring myself to sell that. No. Uh yeah, but that's a nice little highlight of the week. Yeah, I guess it is really. not musical one though. We oh, will get there. Almost. <laughs> uh, have you been out too much? Um, I have, and I haven't. Last weekend, I really, really wanted to uh, relax a lot, but somehow managed to end up not doing that at all. Mm. Our fair city, Great Skate might have finished, but we've still got the Brighton Fringe Festival going on, so I've been going to see quite a lot of comedy, quite a lot of shows, things like that. that. It's nice. been really fun. Um, last weekend was for, I suppose, some of our listeners, but the majority probably aren't that interested but last weekend was the Champions League final yeah, football big game which I was very very excited by and I was with my dad and my little sister and about nearly two hours before the game started we met up in the centre of Brighton and tried to find a pub to watch it in and could not get in anywhere for love nor money absolutely ridiculous just everywhere was packed to the rafters Went on a full tour, tried to get into like 10 different pubs, couldn't get anywhere. So accepted defeat and went to one little pub called the Hot Poles, which doesn't have TV, so wasn't showing it. But saving grace, they had Wi-Fi. So I proceeded to watch the Champions League final on my phone at the table with my dad and my sister. And what transpired next was brilliant because loads of other people had had exactly the same problem. And were had also retired to the same pub. So at one point, I think we had ten people crowded around my phone watching oh, really? the Champions Not League on final. Strangers just coming in and being like, "Do you oh, know what the score is? What's happening?" Um, it was all very exciting. Um, mm. Did so that you was, feel like centre of attention? Did you feel a bit cool? Um, on, I did feel a little bit cool. <laughs> yeah, but but the best thing about it was that <laughs> then people started to buy us drinks to say thank you for watching it on my phone. So this was last really? Saturday night. Um, by the time the game finished at like quarter to ten, hammered, absolutely yeah. hammered. I'd had so many pints. Um, the only problem is if only, if only you had like a laptop or a, an iPad with you. know, at the very least an iPad. Ten people crowded around your phone. Yeah, but also it like, it kind of added to yeah. the, the weirdness of the situation. Yeah. Um, so that, that was good. That was a real highlight because... I think Brian's quite a social place, generally speaking, and I'm quite a social person, I'll kind of chat to people, but there was a real kind of community spirit amongst yeah. us um, who hadn't got in anywhere but still cared about the football, mm. um, so I really enjoyed that, and that led into my musical highlight of the week, which I guess, as a rarity, I might as well go for first. Yeah, do it, please. Um, because I've kind of got there. So after that, the reason I was with Lizzie, my little sister, who people who listen to the Great Escape episode will have heard her at the very end, in our awards bit, is um, The reason we were in town was because we were going to see Ezra Furman at Brighton Dome, one of my favourite artists from the last kind of five or six years and someone I think I've talked about quite a lot on this podcast before Um, but he was here as part of the Brighton Festival which is created by the illustrator David Shrigley, one of his favourite artists Um, so he brought him here for us all to enjoy and it was a really, really amazing night. I've always kind of admired Ezra Furman as like I don't know, he's kind of he's just so himself and so it's interesting because I saw him on I heard him on WTF Mark Maron's podcast talking a lot about his kind of background and um where his musical influences come from. And he talks a lot about being struggling with his own identity and struggling mm. with kind of expressing himself. And when you see him, he just doesn't feel like that person at all. You know, he obviously he Dresses in a lot of female clothes and things like that, and he's got his very much his own kind of look and his own style, and he just kind of bosses the stage. So it's always quite interesting to have in the back of your mind that actually that's a big challenge for him, rather than someone who's just kind of so forthright with um, this version of themselves that they're projecting. Right now, he feels like that, or he's gone through a period. I think he still does. I think he still really struggles with all that stuff, which is fascinating because his stage presence—you'd never know. I think if you if you make that kind of statement that Well, not not a statement necessarily because I don't think he's doing it for that but if you if you are going to do that kind of stuff it's always going to be in there consciously what you're yeah. doing so it's then it depends on him whether he finds it just like I don't care what anyone thinks yeah like obviously it takes a lot of uh, guts to do that kind of thing but... it definitely does and it makes me relate to him even more um to have that prior knowledge because I think we're all a little bit like that. You kind of you want to put yourself out there, and there's you sort of maybe do things that you do believe in. But does he wear colourful shoes too? He does sometimes wear colourful shoes. Yeah, an unbelievably tight t-shirt on um, really? a t-shirt that I mean, like I, a sausage. It was like, <laughs> like was I'm not even sure how it. he got over his head, but he looked great. He always does, and he had like some pearls around his neck and like lipstick on. He just, he he's just. I don't know, I th- I think he's a real role model for maybe people of that kind of, um, of that kind of, background's the wrong word, that disposition, where you're, you are slightly unsure, but do you know what, I'm going to be myself anyway. Uh, I see him as a real role model, and a real kind of idol, uh, and musically he's one of my favourite musicians around, his his album this year, Transangelic Exodus, it took me a while to get into, I can't lie, um... It was well received though, wasn't it? It was critically really, really uh, acclaimed. I think much better than his last album, which I thought was much more accessible. But I suppose this got more depth. It's kind of, um, it's all built on a theme of basically a road trip uh, with an angel. Because Mm -hmm. why not? Um, But it's a really, really interesting piece of work. And as is often the case, after seeing a lot of the songs live, I kind of connect to it a whole lot more. Um, but there was there was just so much to love about her and I think those kind of artists often bring a really interesting crowd, like the people who have gone out on a Saturday night when the Champions League finals on to see Ezra Furman. Mm. you know, maybe a little bit outsiders are in there, um, and it kind of makes for a really vibrant and beautiful atmosphere. I love him. I love his band. I love his music, and it was it was one of my favourite gigs of the year so far. So I'm going to play a song and what I would actually like to play, I can't because there's no recorded version, but right in the middle of the set, he did a Kate Bush cover, which um, for me and Lizzie is a really, really big deal. And it was a really big moment. And he kind of, um, he talked about how much he relates to Kate Bush as an artist and it was so cool. And then he did Hounds of Love and we were just like, You know, one, just sort of flailing away, doing slightly Kate Bush style dancing, but two, just kind of loving the moment. So, do you know what? Actually, having said that Ezra Furman is my musical highlight of the week, I'm going to play Kate Bush's version of Hands of Love because it's as close as I can get. And it's genius. I don't even know if we've ever played Kate Bush on this show. I think we might have done. I would guess so at some point over the last 101 episodes, but maybe not. Mm. So I'm going to play it now. This is Kate Bush with Hounds of Love.
1: It's in the trees. It's coming. When I
0: there you have it that was Kate Bush with Hounds of Love, Love Harry your, uh, your musical heart of the week please uh, Tim I haven't brought you one oh, you, so I'm going to leave you smelly little sausage <laughs> <laughs> um, right my heart of the week has been something that has been booming in our ears for the last week uh, I think it's the last week anyway longer you know what it is Tim I do know what it is sorry listeners I do before you do Um, I would say about a week maybe maybe a touch longer 10 days yeah yeah whatever doesn't matter Um, so the track is The World's Best Kisser by Darwin Dees now when's the last time you properly heard from Darwin Dees quite a while I've kind of Debut album was 2009, I believe. That was definitely the last time I engaged with Darwin Dees. I've kind of been vaguely aware of other albums coming out, but not overly interested. Maybe heard the odd song and thought, nah. Yeah, I think... um, So he's had three albums since 2009. His self-titled Darwin Dees, then Songs for Imaginative People, which was... I do vaguely remember that one, to be fair. Yeah, I remember it, and I remember it being like a little bit um, off... Off of what people knew, it's like um, we were all so in love with that first album because it was brilliant. It was absolutely that was absolute uh, indie pop gold. from front to cover. Two thousand nine was a really big one, but it would have been up there. And if we were doing this back then, then that would have been in in the top ten for sure. But it had some pretty odd songs in it. And then I don't think I listened to it properly. Then he had Double Down in two thousand and fifteen. Um, which I don't remember hearing much from, but I do know that it sounded like he kind of returned a little bit okay, to the, kind of previous work. There was a bit somewhere in the middle where he made like this um, this mixtape of, I think it was mainly him rapping, and all the beats were um, remixes of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the original movie songs. <laughs> really? And it was kind of shit, but kind of brilliant at the same time. <laughs> um, and that I think that's the last time I really was engaged with Darwin D's. Wow Because I know I didn't go and see him When some people Went to see him In like 2009 Yeah I think I was there I've seen him Three or four times And he's so He's he's one of the best Live acts ever Because Him and the rest of his band Between songs They just put down All their instruments And go and do dance routines At the front mm. of the stage And it's It's so much fun I hope they still do that I don't know if they still do I'm looking back And I might not have Even been old enough To go There's a very good chance Because there's, there's a picture Of me and his guitar player I met them outside him outside the thing I met Darwin that night as well But There's a picture of me And the guitar player And I look Astonishingly young Well it was nine years ago So how yeah. old am I? How old are you now? What, what was I like? 15? What year was 16? it? 2008 2009 2009 So I was just 18 So you were way So under. I would have been 17 What yeah. did you say? 18 I was 18 <laughs> <laughs> I can't do much I would have been 5 Yeah so Yeah that makes sense then yeah. Um But He's playing soon, and I really want to go and see him, because this song that he's brought out has got me very, very excited to what he could be doing, or the kind of music he's going to be doing. It's another kind of instant classic. Yeah. Like, I can't stop listening to it kind of thing. No, I can't either. I've I've had it on repeat. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when you sent it, and I saw it as Darwin D's, and I thought, okay, there's a reason why you're sending me this, because there's been two albums in between, you haven't sent me any of that, so let's see what's happening. Yeah, I think I said, Am I mad? or is this an absolute banger yeah and you replied it's an absolute it's banger. banger yeah because so the song kind of starts off for at least possibly closing in, in a minute of just singing kind of harmonizing vocoder-esque singing a little bit francis and the lights in terms of the yeah. the vocal effects used very kind of him the lyrics are great there's lots to pick up on in there aren't there yeah. um just odd, oddball kind of lyrics that kind of take you away from reality a little bit. Yeah, he, um, he's he's one of those who's got a great turn of phrase, hasn't he? Sort of yeah. the work, something you never expect. There's a little bit where he says, um, "Since I met her, I'm a metronome." Yeah, I like that. Um, writes writes lines of code without a mouse. Yeah, also great. Just a little, I don't know, just a funny, a funny way of seeing the world, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, and then. After the line, um, was it making snow angels outside their house? Yeah. Little pause. Boom. And then it kind of kicks in and this kind of electronic, uh, di- digitalized kind of beat comes in. That's a little bit kind of 80s, like. Brrr, no. I'm not going to start reenacting <laughs> <in> the sounds. <laughs> I'm going to um, beatbox it. <laughs> um, it just comes in and it just hits you. It's a weird structure, isn't it? It's like it's in parts. Yeah like there's moments where it just kind of comes down and then hits again and then it comes down again and then it hits again it's like they're in yeah. like 12 parts of the whole song yeah. and then it comes in with this like funny little piano bit near the end which is just stunning and I love it and they're yeah. just really bringing me back to kind of, that, kind of that old stuff he was up for and yeah. love to go and see him live um, yeah. so let's play the song so people can hear it Yeah, I'm not sure who said the name of it for World's First Kisser I think I did it's not the World's First Kisser it's the World's Best Kisser yeah there we go. The world's first kisser would be <laughs> Adam and Eve. <laughs> well, how dare you. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is uh, the world's. F- <laughs> no, it's not. What this is it, Adam? Harry? and Eve. Introduce it probably. Uh, this is The World's Best Kisser by Darwin Dees.
2: The world's best kisser is a girl who believes in nothing. She wears a lot of black and isn't very trusting And the world's best kisser is a girl I know And since I met her I'm a metronome I clack away and wait until we're all If I could disappear into her failures for a time I'd grease the creaky hinges in her mind Repaint the flaky walls with my belief Then I could turn my girl into a leaf Happy blowing by on summer winds for now she throws her arms around me like an evil twin And puts her crooked fingers in my mouth And writes me lines of code without a mouse While I make angels in the snow outside her house Girl, what's her name? Then maybe it's what makes me full of longing, full of lust I'm orbiting your waste throughout the day So maybe love is orbital decay My heart's aflame with atmospheric drag As I'm an astronaut about to plant my flag So tell me girl, what turned Record show you turn me from a solid to a liquid to a gas. Exhibit A, you're on it back. And how do you have everything I lack? Oh, baby girl, what turns you on?
0: so that was darwin d's with the world's best kisser tim what a lovely tune am i right yeah it i i absolutely fucking love it and it's one of those that um i think i tweeted unexpected bangers over expected bangers because i just didn't see it coming yeah. i we've and obviously it's what we're going to come on to in this episode as people may or may not know at this stage but there's been a lot of things i've been looking forward to this year and uh, a new track from Darwin D's Was just not on the radar Not at all But when it came onto my radar detector I just thought <laughs> Killed it I was so happy for him to be back um, And yeah, if there's an album coming I'm now going to be so ready for it And I'm going to give it yeah. a lot of listens I hope it, it offers the same He as smashed it And I, it. I love him I think he seems like such a cool guy I'm really delighted for him That he's come back with a biggie Yeah, that's done well Yeah Nice one Excelente I guess that brings to a close our musical highlight of of the the week. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update. So listeners, if you cast your minds back to 2016, you may remember it was the first year of tracks, and we made the unorthodox decision to uh, review the year in three parts. We did thirds of 2016 so far, part one, part two. And part three was obviously our Tracks Awards. So that's at least three um, times we didn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Why well, we thought every four months we're going to do a review, I'm not quite sure. Especially because we started... The first episode came out in March. Yeah. So <laughs> the first... Third was a month in. Well, I guess that was a good thing. I mean, let's yeah. not go back to that too much, but we, we had three months to talk about that we didn't yeah. get to. We did, that is very true. Maybe that's why we did it. We were just eager to talk about things that come out in January. I've just saved us. <laughs> yeah, well done you. Um. But this year we're being a bit more normal. We're going to do a little halfway point review because 2018 has been a big year for music. It's been surprising, actually, because I, I just every time we get to the end of the year, I think, how are we going to beat that one? And then yeah. the new year comes along, and before you know it, you're thinking well I don't know what I'm going to pick now because there's too much yeah it's almost like music just continues to be really good I know and it's just like people just release stuff like constantly yeah so much too much if anything <laughs> because when we were doing the prep for this episode I was looking through the list of albums that come out and I I always do this and I've, I've said it on here a million times but I always think that I'm quite engaged with new music and I spend a mm. lot of time listening to new I reckon I probably listen to maybe certainly between 5 and 10 new albums each week Things that I've Each never week. listened to before. I think so, yeah. Most Fridays... Like, full albums? Most Fridays, all I do is listen to an album that has come out that day. Albums that have come out that day. Yeah, maybe. So, I think I listen to a lot, but I was looking through the list and I've missed so much already. There's so much I've got to catch up on. It's impossible yeah. to keep on top. It's like you're in a hamster wheel and you're trying to stay upright, but eventually you're going to end up upside down and falling from the roof. Yeah, absolutely. What can you what do? an analogy. Uh, I also think that... Um, there's also loads of albums that I've listened to a bit and not really stuck in deep with. <laughs> that is such a horrible it's way just of the movement I, did with yeah, it I know. Well. It's a bit Listeners odd. didn't um, get to appreciate the fact that Harry was also thrusting with his arms there as he said. I'm really stuck in deep. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's like albums that I've kind of uh, teetered on the edge of. Like John Hopkins yeah. brought one out a few months ago or a month or so ago. And I listened to a little bit and then kind of got distracted with something else. Yeah. So there's things that I need to go back to to actually give my full time to as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 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 But we're going to do like a little uh, remembering session. (laughs) We're going to do a little roundup of (laughs) the first six months of 2018 and things that have really stuck out to us. Yeah. Um, Three picks each, which is not anywhere near enough. Absolutely But we're going to do it anyway. So I know you just did a musical highlight of the week last, but I'm going to say Harry. Would you like to go first? I sure will, Tim. Thank you very much. So, funny enough, the two albums... Well, again, this is difficult, Tim, because I know you just mentioned it, but I'm struggling with which one I'm going to pick. Now, I, the, the two I'm going to pick... And I will do one and then two later. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I'm see the one album, not two, um, are ones that we haven't actually been able to talk about for, mm. uh, luckily enough. So that's why I'm going to pick them. Um, and I'm going to kick off with an album that came out on the the 11th of May okay I'm trying to cast my mind back I don't know okay good and we're going to go with Arctic Monkey's new record Tranquility Face Hotel and Casino because I know we kind of missed our chance to talk about it we kind of yep. um, talked a little bit about it with uh, Michael DiBlonca yeah we did at Great Escape. Escape that was a cool little moment yeah it was uh, did not expect to be doing that with, our, with an interview with a guest um, but it's now an, an album that came out that was obviously a talking point for quite a while yeah Um, For many, many reasons I think actually, in some ways, now's a slightly better time to talk about it Because it's had a bit more time to sink in If we talked about it the week it came out We would have been so deep into it Yeah That you kind of um, can't see the wood for the trees or whatever that phrase is Yes Did I get that right? I think so Yeah If if you haven't had it wrong, then you've made it different and well done (laughs) Thanks Thank you I don't know. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about it. So it came out on the eleventh. It to kind of a lot of talk to everyone was thinking. You know what they're going to do? It's going to be something new. People have been talking a little bit about the fact that it wasn't going to be a very guitar-based record. Yeah. And when it released, it was quite evident that that was the case. Um, we had gone through the track listening and kind of talked about what we'd uh, thought the songs were going to be like. Yeah. I wonder if we got any of those right. I haven't listened back since it came out, actually. So. I remember thinking, I I don't know if I did say this, but I'm going to go out on a whim here and say that I thought that um, the world's first monster truck front flip was going to be like a quiet song mm. because I thought it was going to be like yeah. number one party anthem. And it like it is, mm. but they kind of all are, yeah. <laughs> in a way. The whole thing um, is. Very much is, for me anyway, a concept album. It fully sends itself out to be like that I think Uh, but I love it Okay, so I'm going to just go out there and say that I'm a big fan of this album put your colours on the mask straight away I'm going to put my money where my mouth is it's a hit for me Uh, and I know that I often have to be careful with albums and artists that I really love that I don't sugarcoat everything I think about them and think that they can't do no wrong this is great, I love it so I know you're maybe not as Biased as me Um, So I want to get your take on it Are you a fan? I It's difficult because as I said to you uh, Before we started recording I haven't listened to it for two weeks And in some ways I feel like that's I feel like that's telling It's got a little bit of a Beyonce Lemonade Kind of vibe for me In that when it first came out I went all in, listened to it loads of times um, And I was surprised at your first reaction, actually. What was my first reaction? Well, you'd sent it to me, and I was like, okay, cool. Okay, we've got this. Let's yeah. let's have a listen. And I remember my first impression was, this is different. This is big, big-time different. Yeah. And I wasn't sure. I thought you were going to be slating it a bit. And instead, you came to me with kind of quoting lyrics, saying that you love this, yeah. and that you love that, and that this is maybe your favourite song so far, and things like that. And there was no real negativity coming towards you. No. The one thing that I get from... Any any so called fan that I talk to who just doesn't like it, like, 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 they can't tell me why they don't like it. They just yeah. don't like that it's different, and yeah. I don't. I just don't want people to do that. I, by the way, I didn't think you would say that because yeah. I think you're a bit better than that. But um, cheers, man. But yeah, I was just a little bit chuffed. At, I don't think it had as bad as a bad a response as I thought it yeah. might, or that some people were saying. Because a lot, there were a lot of people that don't like it, but in terms of reviews and things, it's, it's done pretty well. Yeah. And I, I think if that was my initial reaction then it's not that different to how I feel about it now in that lyrically I'm really into it and I know some, of, some people have kind of bemoaned the fact that it feels a bit like an Alex Turner solo project and sort of questioned how much the rest of the band have contributed but when he's the best thing about it it's hard to argue with that um, you can't really argue with the fact that a lot of the records have felt a bit like that as well, yeah. like just that when you've got a frontman like that, sometimes it seems that way, yeah. I think yeah, um but lyrically, I think hes he says so many interesting things he's he's there's just that Alex Turner way of um putting things forward and the fact that it's got that kind of um stream of consciousness style to it. his stream of consciousness is something that I want to plug into and I want to hear and I want to spend an hour in the company of. So that is why it's always going to make an interesting listen. Um, Do I always remain engaged with it musically and sonically? No, I don't. And I think that's why I haven't gone back to it that regularly because there's certain albums where there's a moment where you think I'm going to stick this on because it's going to make me feel a certain way. And I haven't really found a place in my life for this record. It's interesting because I... So I went out and I bought the records yeah. I got quite involved in it I kind of divulged myself in that world And if I listen to this I often listen to it in full every time Yeah. So I don't think it's one where you can kind of just pop it on Yeah. Um, but I am fully invested in the world he's creating with this record And every now and then I'll just sit down And I'll just listen And it, like I'll constantly hear new things I haven't heard before and there'll be little guitar bits and things that I think are quite like sexy and that. And then there's lyrics and stuff that I start to understand a bit more. And then there's kind of a little bit of a, a lore inside there as well. Like, he he does create a world. And although some of the songs can sound like it's just him talking about stuff of that Alex Turner has done, then suddenly yeah. it also sounds a bit like a man who owns this place that is a hotel that is this and that, and then the the video that came out for and stuff. I think yeah. aesthetically, it really does it for me. Yeah. It, it's like watching or listening to a soundtrack of a film that you haven't seen yet or something. Yeah. And I like that film that I haven't seen yet. I, yeah. It just it is something that I really enjoy. And I think come the end of the year, um, it's always difficult with bands like this because, like you say, it's something I struggle with with Tyler, the creator. I, I kept thinking, do I love this album? or do I love it because it's him. Yeah. And I know I've listened to albums of his that I haven't been that keen on, so I know that I wasn't yeah. just fooling myself. And I really love this. Yeah. Who knows where it'll be come come December. Yeah. Um, but I also think sometimes music reflects the rest of life in that the things that are hard work are also kind of the most rewarding. You know, some of these records that you listen to the first time you're not quite sure and you have to really work to love that's the thing that will really stick with you, and that I think that's so, yeah. kind of the best experiences musically you'll have. So, and I think this has definitely got a bit of that, which is a re- that's a really positive thing I'm trying to say about it. it. Yeah, it was uh, everybody's first take on the album is this is going to be a grower, yeah. which I think often means it's going it's a positive thing. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's probably those people that annoy me at Arctic Monkeys gigs, it's probably cold all them off. And next yeah, time right. we go and see them, <laughs> it's just going to be loads of people like us, which will be lovely. <laughs> Just in space suits um, yeah. so I'm not going to pick four out of five because I know that's the one everybody loves because it's the, probably the most like uh, single sounding yeah I can't lie but it is my favourite song on the record yeah and it is great it is brilliant um, but I'm going to go with uh, Batphone because it's probably one of my second favourites or first favourite actually from the record or so. third favourite or third or fourth <laughs> how many songs are there on the album um, so let's go for with Batphone from Martin Monkeys.
1: I want an interesting, interesting synonym To describe this thing That you say we're all grandfathered in I'll use the this search engine that much to discuss. Too much to discuss Over a broken and I can recall the glow of your low It's the big night in Tinsel City Life became a spectator sport I launch my fragrance called Integrity I sell the fact that I can't be bored have I told you all about the time that I got sucked into a hole through a handheld device? I will flash back now and again, but I'm usually all right. Thankfully, the process has been simplified since the last time you tried. I've recognized the glow of your love You need to get a hold I'm Making a selection Opening credits roll Panoramic windows Looking out across your soul Killer pink flamingos, computer control, panoramic windows, looking at across you your soul.
0: There we go. That was Batphone from Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Tim, what have been rocking your boat this year? Well, it's going to sound a little bit like, despite the fact that we're talking about six months, we're also just talking about things that have just come out, because I'm going almost as recently as you. In fact, more recently than you, I've just realised. That's how it works. Because the 11th of May was Arctic Monkeys, and then the 18th, Courtney Barnett's Mm. new record came out. An artist Mm -hmm. who... I've been kind of really, really, really into since 2016. Sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit. Um, she's from Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, and she's just kind of everything I love about indie music. You know I'm the indie kid on the show. Um, I actually... I heard someone talking the other day about seeing Courtney play in some other band. Was it on the thing, or was it just on the train? or oh. I think it was on the radio. Okay. Um... And saying that when she's not the front woman, you realise what a fantastic guitarist she is. And that was before I'd listened to this new album. And then when I got it, I thought, right, I'm going to listen really carefully to how sort of intricate some of the guitar work is. And this new record, which is called Tell Me How You Really Feel, musically feels like such a step forward from the last one. And you really sense that not only is she this kind of fantastically honest, articulate um, kind of empowered artist but purely musically she's so so talented and she's one of those people who's just got a knack for writing catchy catchy tunes Mm. um there's a lot more depth to this new album than i think the previous one sometimes it can almost feel um a little bit kind of uncomfortably confessional i believe she's got married since the last um, the last album, but talks a lot about kind of difficulties within her personal life and how she's, she's she's just so honest. I think that's maybe one of the things I love. Um, and she's just got a way of, a way of writing and a way of delivering her lyrics that um, I don't think many other people have. The, it's funny sometimes to read her songs written down because they don't read like a poem. They definitely don't read like a song they just kind of read as like a funny little story about a yeah. little snapshot of her life. Um, and you kind of think it takes a certain mind to take that and turn it into a pop song. And I love that about her. She always delivers it perfectly with her little her delivery accent. is like one of my favourite things about her, yeah. I think. Slightly deadpan, but just natural, isn't she? She's yeah. There's no bravado about well, her. She's that kind of mix that you get with someone a little bit like Jamie T who's kind of not really a singer but they are you know they're a vocalist I guess and they kind of have this spoken element to their lyricism yeah. and I I think as we've already learned many times through this episode that's the kind of stuff that I um, really connect to there's so many so so many highlights on this record that I couldn't even begin to try and uh, pick my favourite moments but Nameless Faceless I suppose is the song that um stands out to me the most as I think the most accessible because some of this is like a little bit darker and a little bit slower and a little bit more melancholy than what she's put out before which I don't I don't think is too much of a departure to put off previous fans but certainly is slightly different to I know the last album had like a song called Depressed and on it which was quite mm. quite sad but a lot of it was a bit more kind of in your face um you know, put me on a pedestal, I don't disappoint you, bam! Like that kind of stuff, like real kind of punky, spit in your face kind of stuff. Um, whereas there's some... Attitude. Yeah, exactly. Whereas there's some kind of slow moments, but I think this track um, has got that, maybe some more sort of callbacks to the first album. But even so, there's still... like The, the chorus I really love um, says, I want to walk through the park in the dark. Men are scared that women will laugh at them observation but then uh, the next bit is I want to walk through the park in the dark women are scared that men will kill them it's like it's like a funny little um you know these are the problems as men feel like, terrible. like a terrible woman might laugh at me but yeah women are scared that we will actually just chop their heads off yeah. um, I don't know she's just got a, a brilliant way of looking at the world and I every time you get a little opportunity to be part of it I love it the record that she put out with Kurval which that could have also been this year. which has mm. been pretty prolific at the moment. I think it was late last, but yeah. But either way, that was also great. This is a real I think the best indie album that's come out so far this year, certainly for me. Mm. It's the one that's kind of chimed the most, and I'm kind of excited to play it for, on the podcast for the first time, so I am going to play Nameless Faceless. Nice. And I hope you guys enjoy it. We will. Here it is. you have it that was Courtney Barnett Harry pick number two thank you team um right so my second pick is another one that came out on the 11th I believe I can't remember may as well yeah oh for fuck's sake are we not doing any more of the year no because I'm saying that well this one I think was always going to be a big one for me okay especially when I found out that it was coming more so than something like Arctic Monkeys actually um but again we will kind of wrap up some st- stuff from the beginning of the year yes. because uh, yeah don't worry I'm only, I'm only doing it you, for I comic effects. I know you're having a laugh Tim but it's just I've talked about all the other stuff yeah. in the past go yeah, and find yeah. them guys um, but a really really great album came out one that I think will be up there in the top echelons of the come December that's and no, a good I word, really, thank you um, echelon echelon um, I really implore you to listen to this fully because it's going to be one of them that I know you're not a big fan of this well, or not, not a big fan but you're just not really big into them I don't know so the artist is Beach House Beach House um, they've got a few songs from like earlier albums yes that I'm really really into but certainly um, I'm a bit of a cherry picker from Beach House there's not really an album that I'll latch on to but there are certain moments over the years well you said cherry picker you should listen to the album Depression Cherry Oh that's how we Which is the on one that pickup. I bought That's made out of Like felt Incidentally By the way Yeah I was in a cocktail bar In Brighton on Thursday And they had a cocktail Called Cherry Bomb And I had to I had to get it Yeah right Was it nice It was really nice Yeah Unfortunately But um, I, Did you go oh,
1: Cherry Bomb <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <laughs> But
0: I saw it I was like I didn't even look at the rest of <laughs> the menu I was like I'm getting a Cherry Bomb <laughs> So Beach House Released the album Seven. And it is, of course, their seventh album. Can Uh, you resist uh, doing it in a moniker? A one, two, three, four. A one, two. A one,
1: two, three.
0: A two, three. A two, three. A two, three, seven. 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 I had to audibly say the last Yeah, um, you did. Um, But yeah, when I I hear this album title, that is what comes to my head. I can tell you what, Tim, it's not far off that the album it's orgasmic really yeah Ooh. <laughs> so uh i i know um beach house because i think my brother got me teen dream on cd like quite a few years teen back dreams teen dreams is dream. very bad. <laughs> yeah it's not it's <laughs> i got a big ID though <laughs> uh, i love that um so the album seven came out and i don't really know what i was expecting because i really liked thank you lucky stars but it... Nothing ever really got me um, since albums like Teen Dream and Bloom. They were kind of the ones that really grabbed me and yeah. they held me, Tim. Um And oh. Seven came out. We had a few kind of singles from the band that I was a big fan of. I think we had Black Car um, and Lemon Glow were like the big ones. I was like, okay, I think we're going to get something quite good here. And it is just constant. It's absolutely stunning. It's It's bigger. It's like darker and it's sonically like thicker than than the rest. It's I kind of know what you mean by that. And I sometimes it's a bit intangible when you hear it, but when you hear a song that when there's a song that hits you and it, it is kind of thick, yeah, it sounds like and, waxy, it yeah, sounds yeah. like black. Uh, it, this is kind of what I get in my head it is like tar, like yeah. really gloopy, shiny yeah, tar. I love it when I hear that. It's, it's a sound that. You can't really Google more music that is thick and gloopy. <laughs> but when I hear a track like that, I'm like, oh, yes, this is the good stuff. Yeah, I, it really I is. I really, really love it. It's it's just stunning. And like her vocals, again, are perfect. Um, they actually got a... They teamed up with a new producer on this. So out with Chris Cody. And they brought in a guy called Peter Kember who has um, produced, I think, Panda Bear, MGMT... And you to play with a, mag, a band called spaceman don't know who that is space no? man probably not that I always so let's move on that was Babylon um, Zoo. oh who goes by sonic boom uh anyway it's it's he's very, very spacey. He's like, he's, yeah he's exactly like, well that's what this is is yeah. it's just an absolute journey of black gunk um but in, <laughs> but in like the most beautiful way ever like it's it's so just stunning like every track is slightly different (laughs) really they're not all the same no they're not it's not (laughs) the same copy and pasted sadly um what i mean is in in terms of like we've mentioned i'll say it with Arctic Monkeys having this uh concept album it's very on um, a theme it seems yes it's very on a kind of theme but it doesn't lend itself to being a concept album of something like that is it's you know, everything is their own thing, but it does kind of sit in a little box of where they are right now. Does it go into the thing that, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there to any music journalists who may or may not listen to this podcast. If I have to read another think piece about playlist culture and how Mm. bands are making albums that are more like playlists, I'm going to stop reading your blogs, (laughs) But, (laughs) but like, does it play into that kind of thing? Um, because you are getting more albums I think which are just an assortment of 8 10 12 kind of totally different tracks. Is it more like that than a kind of linear thing that we're normally going for because I haven't heard this record. I don't right. know. Um, I wouldn't say that. No. Oh, okay. I would say it's they still it still keeps within a project. It it doesn't sound like it's kind of separate tracks that you can kind of stick on at any moment. yep but there, there are standout moments for me. It just, it just seems like it's, it's still got that shoegazy, glittery esque that they've always had. Glittery esque. <laughs> Not glittery ass. Glittery assness. <laughs> oh, let's say that You know, anyway. like uh, Kylie Minogue, I'm <laughs> spinning around, move out of my way. Glitter, glittery esque, uh, which isn't a thing, <laughs> but let's just roll with it. Um, but it just seems so much larger. And instead of her kind of have, having this wispy tone, she's kind of it's. she's just built up a bit more and it sounds like her vocal is a lot more in the forefront than it ever really has been and I think maybe her writing style has changed or something because yeah. it, it is very similar to a lot of Beach House stuff in the past but there's just something about this that seems to click with me a lot more um, and I absolutely adore it and uh, I will be going to see them this year I think and I can't wait so a song is a bit tricky because I know a lot of people have heard I think we might have even played Black Car in the past or Lemon Glow. So I'm gonna play a song called Pay No Mind, which is a friend's favorite song. And for them, I will play this song. So I'm gonna play Pay No Mind by Beach House from the album seven. So that was Pay No Mind from the album 7 by Beach House uh, Tim and that one of course went out to Annie we're gonna move on very very swiftly because Harry looks like he might kill me for dropping that name apologies mate um, my next pick <laughs> is a bit of a curveball alright try the curveball <laughs> <laughs> such a moody moody bum I'm fine I'm sorry mate just carry with a ball With a ball. Throw me the The curvy ball. Well, you know what? We like to try and bring cool stuff to this podcast. We like to try and bring interesting stuff. Different stuff. Alternative stuff a lot of the time. (laughs) Just stuff. Just stuff. But I'm going to just say that sometimes pop's really good, isn't it? Oh, pop does it for you. Yeah. It pops that thing. Yeah, and I like it when we in the midst of our kind of... What is generally our... um, Bread and butter, the stuff that we really normally love. I like it when we bring something from kind of the mainstream. And there's a certain song by Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa
1: mm. that I've
0: I've just loved all the way through this year and I I think it's an absolute banger and sometimes you can't um deny it. It's called One Kiss. Everyone out there's heard it. And you gotta one gears. Um it's not that although I do <laughs> like that too. Um <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you've thrown me off Because I'm just <laughs> Sorry In my head I'm just like I need a um. But yeah I think I like it Because it's a little bit Understated so A lot of the pop That I really like Think back to Janelle Monae's Pink Maybe back Even A bit further To some of the Justin Bieber songs That me and you Harry used to sing To each other In our <laughs> early days Of tracks I like pop yeah. That's like a little bit Understated And Um There's so much pop music that you listen to on, say, BBC Radio 1, and you can feel the whole track building up to a crescendo that you've seen signposted for two and a half minutes, and then the drop is just so inevitable and so boring and so dumb. I like songs that don't really have that um, and just kind of go through on a level and um, are kind of comfortable with themselves, and I, I like that about this track. And also the chorus It's just simply Classic isn't it One kiss is all it takes And you just do that and everyone wants to sing the rest of it Yeah, Um, Tell us about the video you showed me earlier Oh well I mean We're going to go back to the beginning of this episode A little bit Because it has kind of brought on my love of this track Even more than I already had Mm. Um, But last week Champions League final Biggest game in domestic Club football And Dua Lipa was uh, performing live in front of the Liverpool fans and the Real Madrid fans. And there are so many brilliant videos from the Liverpool end of absolute lads who have gone all the way from Merseyside to Kiev in the Ukraine. Some of them had been on coaches for three, four, five days doing this nightmarish trip. Mm. And they get there and they're about to see their team play and all the nerves and the excitement and the apprehension and the terror that go into that moment before a cup final are all there for them but the chorus to this comes and you've got you know 25,000 Liverpool fans going one kiss is all it takes yeah. fall in love with me you've got 47 year old Terry with a beer in <laughs> <laughs> one kiss she's all no we're still doing the Birmingham thing yeah you're doing the Birmingham Harry <laughs> do it Scouse can you do it one kiss is it's all it takes, takes. fall in, in love with, with me, me. <laughs> You went Birmingham again at the end. <laughs> oh no, not very good at accents. But um, I think it's a it's a real classic. Yeah, it's kind of it's got an agelessness to it, and um, just the simplicity. I think Kevin Harris is one of those artists that is quite easy to dismiss because um, when he started out, he did feel a little bit um, unique and kind of his own. Yeah, like, his own style. And when I he very think, first started with that, yeah, yeah, he was he's, Except he's a in real, the '80s and things like that. Yeah, he's he's really blown up to the to a a, a proportion that you just can't quite comprehend. Sometimes, yeah, he's like become he's, a kind of worldwide superstar. A little I think, Scottish boy who was at Tesco in his bedroom, yeah. creating a decent album, pretty pretty decent. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, to now pretty much writing most songs, producing most songs. Either. Yeah, and um, uh, and I think some of the things he's maybe made over the years have been a little bit bland. But I also think he's. Sometimes a little bit too easy to to dismiss, and actually yes. he should get a lot more credit than he deserves. That's, that's, Sorry, doesn't get the credit he deserves. That's one mean. of the big things I think. I heard so many people that hadn't heard his latest album that I also hadn't really heard that bit with the Frank Ocean song and that, and we yeah. loved it. We were like, "This is a you know summer banger." But so many people said, "Now I'm listening to that. It's Kevin yeah. Harris. Like it's just like a sellout kind of whatever." Yeah it's just the wrong way to kind of view that yeah exactly it? I think if you take the, take a moment to um, appreciate him as an artist you realise he's really any any artist I think whatever genre you pick if you're by far the best at what you do there's so much there to um, shout you out for it's, and he, he's absolutely fantastic at what he does it's quite similar to how I personally have stopped slagging off Ed Sheeran because I know he doesn't create music that we love but you can't help but see a man who has found every way of writing good pop songs yeah. and does it every time, he's a master and absolutely yeah. kills it whenever yeah. he wants to. Yeah, and you can't, you just can't slate that, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. So, I wanted to shout out that kind of music in this episode, and for that reason, I want to play Calvin Harris featuring Dua Lipa with One Kiss. third and final pick please okie dokie Tim thank you you're Um, welcome thank you (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) I'm not going to do it again Uh, so my third and final pick is from the artist Caliuches who brought out her debut album Isolation Deboot album Deboot it's been a long time coming it has been a long time coming. We found we found out about uh Uchis, I think, episode ten of this show via Ben Brooks. Via Ben Brooks, yeah, yeah. told Never us. Never heard of her before then. Yeah, um, who very humorously, in for me anyway, was talking about her music for a long time, and then just said, "Plus, I really like the way she looks." <laughs> dirty like, boy, classic Ben. Yeah. Um, and but all that stuff aside, she has created some absolute bangers over the years. Some stuff that yeah. I cannot stop listening to. And this album was, um, like you say, a long time coming. We were waiting for a full piece of work from her. And she has delivered Tim. Not only that, but she's got some really great features on there. From Georgia Smith to Steve Lacey uh, to then obviously Tyler, the Creator. Yeah. Within this lovely piece of work, though, there is one particular song that I want to shout out. Because it is, it could be out there in the singles of the year, Tim. The song is After the Storm with uh, Tyler, the Creator and Bootsy Collins. And Bootsy Connors is like an interesting feature on this because, as you say, Steve Lacey, Tyler, people like that, they're kind of um, from a very modern, very um, kind of specific area, I think, which Cadillac is very much fits into. And it's a genre of music that we absolutely love, that kind of um, odd future infused kind of slightly alternative hip hop stuff. That we're so involved in. But Bootsy Collins is like a funk legend Mm. from the 70s. I absolutely love the fact that he's on this. Because like random as hell. But had so much to it. Oh yeah, big time. So there's a lot of this song. There's a lot about this song that I really love. And uh, like you've mentioned that how Bootsy Collins was like quite strange to come into this kind of act is uh, she's always been quite a soulful act, a like bit of doo-wop in there like a lot of, she's she's been described as genre defying um, and I I definitely agree with that but this song was actually birthed from some work she did with Bad Bad Not Good and she was just kind of singing over some of the stuff they do so that's obviously where the funky elements might come into this and they it certainly fits with the kind of people that come in as well and the song is essentially about kind of believing in yourself and there's a real confidence about it that I really enjoy and you know there's it's full of lines about if you need a hero just look at yourself in the mirror and like I just really like that because you can just imagine any kind of female artist growing up has obviously been through some challenges to get to where they are because you know a lot of the time for women things are going against them from the off Um, and just to kind of portray that in this just being such a confident person and really just trucking through and really believing in yourself and that is such a beautiful kind of message to deliver. And I like any music that kind of taps into things about self confidence and stuff that, you know, I'm 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 almost to the point where I'm done with listening to relationship music or love songs. Yeah. Unless they go a little bit deeper than just skin deep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's another level that you don't necessarily always get uh from music, I think. I think you're right. There's there's a lot of covered ground, isn't there? And obviously, on the one hand relation, I often find my like, breakup music and stuff like that is incredibly relatable. And that's obviously yes. why people make songs about it, because everyone's experienced that feeling. But unless you're saying something new, you can sometimes feel a little bit jaded yeah. by it all. So it's nice to hear something different. Exactly. And like somebody that will name drop constantly, but someone like Kane Strang who will talk about, maybe make a breakup song or whatever, but go into real in-depth analysis of why that thing broke or why that thing, like, you know, where where it got to and where he is since then and whatever. And I kind of of want to hear the deeper stuff. But also, it's funky. It's just just great and funky and summery and fun. And I just like that. And, uh, you know, when Tyler comes in after the Little Flower Boy lyric... um, it's almost like Little Lambert for his um, I'm the hardest flower by the world I've yeah. ever seen just after when the flower blooms kind of thing yeah. it's like yeah that's built for him um, so yeah I think it's a really cool track and let's, let's play it And it's the right time for it isn't it it's nice and so absolutely yeah cool so this is uh, After the Storm by Caliuchas oh.
2: Whatever goes around eventually comes back to you So you gotta be
3: careful, baby And look both ways before you cross my mind
4: Nothing ever, cause your umbrella, umbrella bro. Sun is beaming on me like headlights beaming on bambit
2: Now let's pretend the street is a room and you are a camera. Cause you're me candy, the Tito to my Randy. Now let's produce some thrillers, my chocolate with your vanilla, on. Uh. The
1: sun will come out.
0: Like That was my third and final pick, Tim Where are you taking us for the third and final? Well, given the timing of this episode In some ways this might seem a bit like a lazy pick But long-term listeners and anyone who knows me Will be able to guess it, really No matter how much music came out this year mm-hmm. There was always going to be one artist That was potentially going to drop something at certain point Which was going to be huge for me He's not always the easiest to love He's not even always the easiest to tolerate, Mm. but I don't remember bringing out an album. But I genuinely believe him to be kind of one of the one of the greats, one of the absolute all time greats. His name is Kanye West, and just yesterday, at time of recording, he dropped "Yay." Yeah. And yeah, he did. (laughs) Yay, he did. And despite the fact that we've had not that much time to digest it, I still feel like. There's so much to say on this record and so much to love. It, just no one, no one gets me as excited as, as Kanye does. I will never be as excited for an Arctic Monkeys album to come out as I am for a Kanye West album. I'm just There's just such a guessing of what's coming next from him. He's an enigma and he's, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's constantly squeaky bum time when it comes to Kanye West. Um, you've heard this album now, Harry, haven't you? Yes, I have. Do you love it or do you hate it? Uh, so far, I'm neither. I, I'm i swaying towards love it, but um, like you've said, it's it's been, what, a day? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I haven't, I listened to it on the way here, actually, so I had a bit of time because I kind of preempted the fact that you're probably going to choose it. Um, I'm a fan, let's say that, because yeah. I think at the moment it's only re- we're only really in that first... Stages, yeah. yeah. Well, let's start at the very top album cover. How do you feel? Uh, initially liked it, and then when you broke the glass for me, I realized what it actually looks like, <laughs> and now I don't like it. I hate it because, as I said to you, it looks like something off an emoteen's Tumblr page, yeah. Like, just I mean, the fact it looks like they've got the image from Google somewhere, like yeah. searched up moody picture. Apparently, he Kanye took it the photo on the that. way to the listening party. There was no cover for the album. And then he was on his way to the listening party in Wyoming. How did he get there? Just through a field? (laughs) I don't know. Um, And then wrote it on his iPhone. But I don't... I don't... I don't mind the image. I don't particularly like the green text which says, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Yeah. Don't particularly like the image. Hate that phrase. Why? It's just... It's just so basic, isn't it? It's one of those crap jokes. It's just, it's just not interesting. And I think the re- um, he's one of those artists that often. You do you have any attach- connection with somebody with bipolar or anything? No, because I, I do, and they they like that. Just because they think it's straight to the point of what it's like. I'm sure it is, but I just think it's it's not that unique. No. I understand why he's put it on there because sometimes with sort of artists that you love, you can attach more meaning than is justified to the stuff they do. But I think uh, mentioning Bipolar on the cover of the album is very, very relevant to the music we get. You kind of... I think you get references to various different versions of himself that kind is of has been over the that? years. Uh, potentially. He's you know, he's definitely got a lot of mental health issues. There's an, mm. There can be absolutely no doubt about that. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the references to the various different versions of himself is very much plays into that. And also a lot of the music itself just on a kind of purely sonic level um you get a lot of tracks with two completely contrasting parts that come in and out so i think it really fits with that but i just i mean i just don't i just don't think it's kind of he talks all the time about being an artist and being a perfectionist and being a creative and i think if this is your work of art the only work of art we're probably going to get in a space of Three years, something like that. Put some time into. Do you feel it was the rushed, Then, do you feel well, like the music? Don't might take be a rushed. picture of something on your way to the listening party. Like, pick something. <laughs> well, I think he's a he's a kind of. What's the word when you you kind of make it isn't very quickly yeah. like a rash kind of person? Um, yeah, I think rash, he, Which one is it? He's he's very instinctive for sure. Yeah, um, but also it doesn't have an apostrophe in, and that annoys me. <laughs> Fair enough. Like that. Um, the funny thing is, I don't know when he started working on this, but yeah. th- there's often times with Kanye, and and there was there was certainly this in the life of Pablo, where a song sounds like it's not finished in terms of, like sonically, there's something wrong with it. And there's a song in here which is probably my favourite song, that there is crackle in the bass. Yeah. And I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it annoys me. And I wonder if he's going to do that thing that he does now, where he just kind of really, like, actually goes back to it, gets it tip top, and oh. then puts it back out. Well, again. if nothing else, I think the fact that we've only got seven tracks, hmm. no part of me will be surprised if, in a year's time, this like is an 11, yeah. 12-track album. Yeah. we think Because, like, I mean, St. Pablo wasn't on the first no. T-Lop, album, uh, T-Lop release, and that's one of my favourite tracks on... That record now. It's weird now. Did he do any um, physical releases of that? No, I don't think there's anything physical you can get of... Um, yeah, because you can't, it can't really, can you? No. In fact, I need to try and find the original that we got. I've like still got do... it, and it. Have you? It's great. Uh, can we... Waves. Waves yeah. is so different. And the original I prefer so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so did I. I was a big fan of the original and yeah. I wasn't a fan of him changing it. I understood why he did it and I like why he did it. But I, I actually prefer what we yeah. first heard. Um, yeah. But anyway, we are only a day in. But certainly for me, I think this is just... It's all—it's going to be one of the, the musical moments of the year that I really remember. Mm. There's always little snapshots that you can pick out on a Kanye West album. I'm thinking back to um, the first listen of Life of Pablo. I remember getting maybe to, towards the last track and all I could think of in my head was the bit from Famous where Sister Nancy comes in. Um, that was just kind of like... It just felt genius. It just felt so so good. And there's a song called "All Mine," which is the third track. And I still haven't quite worked out what the guy is saying at the beginning. But I (laughs) I don't care. It's just absolute earworm territory. It's it's genius, and doesn't have to be saying anything, does it? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes. And sometimes it's like seeing a piece, a work of art, a visual work of art. And it's like, do you know what? I've just I've never seen anything that looks like that before. Yeah. And for that reason alone, I like it. Also to, to it's like looking at something and being like I don't get it, but I like it. Yeah. So it's like that's a good I think that's a good feeling. Yeah, it's exactly. so like I'm gonna work to yeah. get it. So I hear that. It's how the track starts and it's like, I never heard anyone sing like that before. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much music in the world, it's great to just hear something that's totally different. Sounds like you're gonna love mumble rap then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um but yeah. It's going to take a bit of digesting. Whether it makes the list at the end of the year, God only knows
5: what I'd be without you. Exactly.
0: But God only knows what we'd be without Kanye West, and I'm going to play All Mine. Yeah. Do it. I can't wait to hear it again. So here it is.
4: Yeah, you supermodel today. Dinner ass bustin' out the bottom. I'ma lose my money in it. Crazy that my doula obligato. Get the rubbin' on my lap. Get the chinny out the bottom.
2: Fuck yeah, yeah. it up. Fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Pussy girl, gon' go back uh, it up uh, Pipe up, I'ma pipe uh, up Make your mind, I done fell in love Juicy thing, make that pussy
4: sing One more time, baby, do it, big. Make it cry, come boohoo the shit Yeah, you super my thing Man that ass bustin' out the bottom I'ma lose my mind in it if box. I pull up with a Kerry Washington, that's gonna be an enormous scandal. I could have Naomi Campbell, and still might want me a Stormy Daniels. Sometimes you gotta bag the balls up. I call that ticket Corey Gambles. Find yourself up in the food court, you might have to enjoy a sample. All these stats on Chris and Mingle, almost what got Tristan single. If you don't ball like him or Kobe, guaranteed that bitch gonna leave you. Hey, time is extremely valuable, and I prefer to wait. It. On girls is basic That's just some yay shit Right now let's do what we want Let's have a threesome and you and a blunt I love your titties cause they prove I could focus on yeah, two you things at so once you I'm out the, Then that ass out the bottom I'ma lose my mind in it Crazy that i am going do obligato Get the rubbin' on my lap. Get the chili out the bottom man. Oh, man. Get the chili oh, out the bottom man. Man. Let me hit it wrong like fuck the outcome Ayy hey, None of us a be here with outcome If it ain't all about the income Let me see you go ahead and spend some If you driving around in some dry fit I'ma think that you the type to dry snitch mm, If I see you pull up with the three stripes I'ma fuck around and make you my bitch I'ma lose my money in it Crazy, I'm doula, get the on my lap, get the chini out the
1: bottle. Get the chini out the bottle.
0: <laughs> Oh, that wasn't annoying for you to listen to at <laughs> all, was it? But that was Kanye West with all mine, and I think you just see why he's such an innovative and brilliant artist there. it sums up a lot and that brings to a close our kind of wind up of the first six months of the year I'm sure Harry a bit like me you're thinking we've missed stuff I mean by Jesus we've missed stuff but uh, we're going to give a couple of little shout outs at the end the old name and acclaim as you all know I'm a huge Young Fathers fan and Cocoa Sugar came out I didn't want to talk about it again today because I've talked about it so much on the podcast before love that record Hines I'm also a huge fan of I Don't Run Came out this year big. I'm going to talk about Shame, Songs of Praise, Hookworms, Micro Shift, Franz Ferdinand, Always Ascending, and the Magic Gang's record. And of course, The Shacks with Hayes. All of those albums, go and listen to. I can't employ you enough because for me, they've been soundtracks to the year so far. Absolute classics. Nice. Um, but there's not enough time to play a bit of all of them. Harry, have you got some ones that you want to shout out? Yeah, of course I do. Firstly Tune Yards I Can Feel You Creep Into My Private Life I thought that was a really wicked album Uh, The single uh, by James Blake uh, If The Car Upside You Moves Ahead I thought that was sick as well I'd love to have played that But we cannot Uh, Also uh, Little Dark Age by MGMT That was a real shocker this year Wasn't expecting to absolutely love uh, An MGMT album as much as I do Uh, Also uh, Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest Had never really heard of them before Until this year And I really 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 love that album and then lastly, of course, Super Superorganism, self-titled Super Organism, I th- thought was brilliant as well. Um, there has been so much this year. I, yeah. I'd be here all day if I yeah. had to keep... And we've almost certainly busy. missed stuff, but <laughs> rest assured that our end of year list will come with a bit more conviction. Oh, yeah. We are going to finish this episode, though, on something that we played very, very recently. But we're in a very interesting situation here in 2018, because we've always always since the very beginning of tracks played songs and said this is going to be in our album of the year this Mm. is going to be in our songs of the year Um, and been speculating right now we sit here in June and I feel like I can say with almost complete certainty what the song of the year is yeah and that's a weird thing to happen because so much can happen between now and the end of the year but do you know what it's like It's like the FA Cup final when there's still four minutes to go, but somebody's scratching the name of the winner into the trophy (laughs) already. You think, well, they are gonna win it, but you're a bit dumb, but also they are gonna win it. Yeah. It will take something absolutely spectacular and profound and beautiful and so many other things to overtake the track that we're gonna go out on this week as our number one song of the year. Do we even have to say what it is? I think our listeners know already. I think they certainly know by now when it's probably playing underneath us. Okay, now they definitely do. So let's just wrap up very quickly and get into it. I've been Tim. And I've been Harry. This has been Tracks, and we will see you next week. Yeah, we will. Toodaloo,
3: motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Slippin' up, look what I'm whippin' up This is America, don't got you slipping up Look how I'm living up, police be trippin' up Yeah, this is America, guns in my area I got the strap, I gotta carry them Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this Yeah, yeah, this is gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like, yeah Yeah, yeah. I'm so dull like, yeah We gon' blow like, yeah Up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, though. Don't catch you slipping, now. Look what I'm whipping, now. Look how I'm geeking, though. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on move. This is Sully. That's On my Kodak. Black. Ooh, know that. Yeah, yeah. Hundred bands, hundred bands, hundred bands, contraband, 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 contraband. I got the plug on who a hocker? Whoa! They gonna find you like buckle, blow.
4: America. I just checked my follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers owe me. Get your money, me Get your money,
1: blemmy. Get your money, man, Get your money.
2: Just a black man in this world The next one's a foreign Just a big dog, yeah My camera came in the backyard My barber ain't like this, so I don't Work,